Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake, along with Joey and Mr. Matt, and uh, we'd like to welcome you. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022. Sorry, mm. I got something in my throat. Mm. I need a drink of water. <coughs> Party too hard <coughs> last night. Throat. Yeah, I did. We had our uh, High Point Staff Christmas party last night, mm. and um, what was the best gift? We play. I, I think just, the, I can tell you what the the biggest stir for the listener. We play as most people do at Christmas parties. We play Dirty Santa every yeah. year. Yeah, and it's kind of a mixture of because that's what I was telling somebody that was coming for the first time. I told them it's kind of a mixture of serious gifts, mm-hmm. but not. But none of them are like extremely serious. But yeah. most of them seem to. Everybody magically seems to find that balance of the gift that's somewhere between a gag and serious. Right. Yeah. It's like, man, right. that's that's really weird or that's silly or that's whatever, but I want it. But don't you feel like there is an expectation with everybody that I don't want to go home with the bad gift? Like, I mean, there's an expectation of I'm going after because there's going to be a good one. Yeah. And I'm going after it, but I don't want, you know, I don't want to walk out of here with, you know, a pair of socks and... Uh, a can of bull peanuts or something like that, you know. And that's what you got. And that's what I got. No, I'm <laughs> no that was good, though. I actually got 20 bucks. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's probably the best gift, honestly. <laughs> I'm teasing. Cash money. There was, the there one was that keeps giving ones. all year round. There were some good ones. What was the best one? Well, what I was going to say, I think the one that caused the biggest stir was the magic kit. I really thought that caused the biggest stir. For me? Stir. No, the whole the whole group your got face into it. lit up when it, it got opened. Absolutely. And then when you stole it and it got stolen from you, your right. face turned like twice as red as it did when it got opened. There's one thing you can't do. That is, made me is angry. hide what you're feeling in the moment. You can't do it. That made me angry. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Brian just took it from you like he took a piece of my he's soul. Like, Are you gonna cry? <laughs> he took a piece of my. He did that, but well, because it was me. Oh, he I'm sure. That. I'm sure. He did that. But and didn't so, his kid like that stuff? Though? Yes. Whatever. I don't care about his kid. He took that, <laughs> he took that <laughs> to hurt me. What, what? The funny part about that moment was, and I, who opened it, by the way? I can't remember. Brownie. Was it Brownie yeah. that opened it? Okay. I stole it from her. So you were actually in the, you were in mid-sentence talking about something entirely different. And I don't remember what it was, but when you saw what came out of that wrapping paper, it, you lost train of thought. You yeah. you quit talking. Like, I, and that's why I said this will be the closest you'll ever see for Blake Wingo to become speechless. Yeah. <laughs> like you had no words. It was funny. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I um, tell everybody why that means a lot to you. Because because we got a lot of listeners that may not know. He's what. a magician. Because I'm an amateur magician. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, you're a serious amateur. Amateur. I'm an amateur magician. Yeah. Uh, I have a love of magic that goes way back. And uh, I have in my office here, I have a immediately, you know what I thought when that, when that kit got opened? Because I'll be honest with you, most of the stuff in there, I probably have in some form or fashion. Mm. But that imme- what immediately I thought when I saw that was, because a lot of stuff I don't bring here mm-hmm. because I don't want to like lose it. But then I'll be here. And I'll think, man, I wish I had that. Mm. And then it's like, you know what? I need two. Yeah. A home set. That would have been my church magic kit. Yeah. That would have been my church magic trunk. So I've got cabinet in my office. If you open it up and there's two shelves that's got a lot of magic stuff on them. And that would have been my church one. That would have been mm. like, that would have stocked my church magic kit. <laughs> and the type of tricks that were the what? type of, the type of magic tricks that were in that kit would have been yeah. perfect for like church related stuff. Right. Well, I just want—I just want to say to all the listeners that you—you you have to see Blake 
when he's doing a magic trick to understand how much he enjoys doing that. Yeah. Like the happiest I've ever seen you. Now you enjoy VBS every year and you love, you, you especially love it when you get slimed. But, um, but the happiest I've ever seen you at VBS was the year your only job was to walk around the, uh, the, uh, the mm. part where the adults were eating mm -hmm. and just sit at a table and, and do, do magic tricks, yeah, do, do card tricks. Mm -hmm. That was that's probably the happiest I've ever seen you at VBS. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. But there were some there were some other good gifts last night though. There were quite a few. Yeah, yeah. There, there really wasn't a bad gift. And I think most of them went through my hands. Like every time I opened something up, it was you gone. Did. Somebody yep. somebody gets picked on a lot. Yeah. And last night it was you yeah. and Cherish. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cherish she lost had, a lot she too. She had a lot stolen from her. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. a lot of people had stuff stolen from them, but you two had like multiple things. Because mm -hmm. it's like you would have something, someone would steal it. You would open something else, someone would steal that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> kind of rinse and repeat. I really am shocked that that uh, the Standridges went home with the murder mystery party kit. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm shocked. Brad wanted it. Brad, well, Brad got it. Oh, they did. Yeah, and they they, they, they did the whole up. where they teamed up and stuff and froze it. But mm -hmm. Alex and Holly, which I thought they're going to take that, yep, because mm -hmm. that's because that that's not just like a little board game. That's like a whole thing. Like you can pull it up online, and they actually have uh, new fake news reports, and you really. You, I mean, you go all out. Mm -hmm. Like you, it, it, you hang up an entire like investigative board with pictures, and you try to solve the murder and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole party. And I was like, that is college and young professionals all day but, long. Um, but they did end up with some games of some sort, right? Yeah, they. They had the other thing that Alex stole that had the yeah. I don't want to say what else was in there, but <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that was another gift he took from me. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. yeah, the thing from Breaking Bad. Yeah, and then and and it had like yeah, yeah. and then couple there some little games. canister games. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm. That's true. What do you what do you think was the oddest gift of the night? <laughs> Go ahead, Blake. You're wearing them. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you have them on right now? I, I do. I'm gonna need to see the. I'm gonna need to see the waistband at least. Just for proof. Yes. Okay. There's no way you're wearing. Not right now. Yeah, I'll show you right now. Look at there. Look at that. He is standing up, people. Frosted flakes. <laughs> oh, that's and Cherish was the one that opened those. She thought they were cereal, and she was like, "Oh, it's cereal." It's cereal. Cool. <laughs> so what it was is it looked like. Uh, now like, you know what her fake is. You know her fake personality is yeah. when she gets a gift she doesn't like. Yeah. So it it looked like um, miniature cereal miniature boxes. cereal cereal boxes. But what it was is it was a. A box of Frosted Flakes, a box of Cocoa Krispies, and a box of Rice Krispies. Mm. Really what it was was a pair of boxer briefs <laughs> that looks like those cereal boxes. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did you, you know, how did you choose Frosted Flakes this morning? Why did you go with that? They were the one on top when I opened ah, the drawer. Okay. But I unpacked them last night when I got home, put them in. And, and there was also a Chick-fil-A gift card in that, in that, oh, yeah. in that gift. So, so you're not... You you straight up take them out of the package, put them in the drawers, and then put them on. Like you don't even wash them. Like <laughs> appreciate even, you calling I'm me out. I'm not worried on about that. no itchiness or nothing <laughs> like that. I was like, man, y'all do, me out on that. do laundry fast. Whatever, whatever factory these got packed in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have y'all ever put on a new shirt that and it still stuff. has the creases from where it was folded? Yeah, yeah. or 100%. maybe the the hanger. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've had a few guys that just they I, couldn't help it, but rip, rip me on that one. They're I like, don't. Did you yes. get a new shirt, Joey? <laughs> I mean, like I think about stuff like that, but when I put something on, and I actually thought about that when I put when I put these <laughs> underwear on, but mm -hmm. I didn't. But it, I don't care. Yeah. Like I thought about it, but I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> like, <I'm> just, <laughs> whatever. Like, I love it. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it was a great party last night. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say good that mine was the oddest gift, though. I think what we're talking about that Alex ended up with is the oddest gift, but it was like perfect for him. Oh, so sure. Quirky. Honestly, yeah. I would say yes to that, but also, if not a little bit more odd, was the, the elf. <laughs> the, not, not for the a elf woman. that was this decorated in glitter and all that kind of yeah, stuff. That was just like home decor. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's like, true. Not for a woman, that wasn't odd, because all the ladies like stuff like that. Sure. Sure. I don't know. 
Do you think Dirty Santa will ever go out of style? Like, yes. I keep waiting for something to replace it. Yeah. But there's just nothing yeah. Christmas party-wise to replace it. I think it will. At some point, I think people will just get tired of I think a lot of people are tired of Dirty Santa. I think our listeners need to submit ideas. How, like about, we Matt, need. how about Matt cheated? I d- I, look, See, give me... This I is will why put, we need a new game. I will put my hand on the Bible. I did not cheat. I promise right. you. Let me let, let me tell the listeners this. Matt I cheated. literally am not in the living room. I come down from upstairs, and the first thing I walk into is Blake yelling, Matt's cheating. Give Matt's it to cheating. me. He's cheating. <laughs> That's what I sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, he cheated. But I, I will say, you do, Blake, get number one I every don't. year. That's happened maybe twice at the most mm. and then everybody's like every year for like the last 20 10 years every <laughs> year you get it i've gotten it twice but matt I, passed out the numbers and would not let me pick a number i thought he, blake should go last at picking his number because he was right. he was subscribing to that same lie from from <laughs> from hades no, from the devil from he was subscribing to that same lie that blake always gets number one and that's just not true i picked mm. I'm I'm telling you, I started at the table. I shook the cup up really well, and then went around to everybody, and went around to every everybody but you, even you. And then Brian was the last person that got one out, and then I chose my number out of there, and then you got yours. And I just so happened to end up with number one. I am sorry. <laughs> so did you? Uh... <laughs> he kept his finger on it the whole time inside the cup. I've played yeah. that trick before. That's che- not, you're not, a cheater. not there, not there. You're a <laughs> not there. <laughs> so did you, did you even try to predict any gifts this year? I did try to predict one. I missed it pretty bad. Mm. I predicted, um, I mean, the thing that, uh, what, I don't know what the name of that game was that, uh, Oh, that puck it, puck it, puck it sling or something like that. Puck sling or something. Puck sling. Anyway, yeah. that Ben ended up with. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I had predicted that that was a game, but I didn't. I couldn't get real specific yeah. on it. I actually said that it's some sort of funny version of Monopoly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It I thought, a- I, yeah, but I, there were. I thought it was good gifts across the board, though. I just think we need to come up with a new game for next year. Y'all be thinking about that, praying about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need. Got a whole year. A new way to give out gifts and be competitive with it. Exactly. That's not Dirty Santa. We need new traditions. That's all like I'm saying. What? I what don't else? know. We need to come up with anything something. Anything else is not a game if you can't take somebody's gift away. And now we're just playing I a, don't know. a weird version of Can Dirty Santa. we do Santa. wingo bingo? I <laughs> we're don't just know. playing a weird version of Dirty Santa. <laughs> you want to spin the, the gift wheel? Is that what you want to do? I guess. I, 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 want, I want a gift wheel on this podcast. I want to start giving out free stuff to people. Okay. That's going to happen. Okay. That's going to happen. <laughs> I'm picturing the gift wheel right now. <laughs> and it's like, what it has, it's got like 100 spaces on it. Yes. <laughs> and 89 of them are tugboats. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, man. That's that is I'm straight sorry. up cold. <laughs> you, 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 my friend. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we got all kinds people's of lives have been changed <laughs> by that book. I like you should be ashamed. I like that book. I like it. I was just kidding. <laughs> it was a joke. But for a long time, we, we but act, we do have a lot of them. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, that's right. Like we, we're, our inventory is way down. I do think the prison system got most of them. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah, they they requested them. Okay, so we, <laughs> now you're trying like, to make me nobody, feel bad. Yeah, he's I know, to make right? Me feel bad. There are prisoners getting saved. So <laughs> no, uh, there, there, we we gave away a lot of them. We really mm-hmm. did to different people, and then uh, you know, um, yeah. So we our inventory is way down. Yeah, like yeah. two men in a truck got some for like l- furniture levelers and stuff like that. <laughs> You ought to be shocked. Oh. I'm messing with you. It's really good. Our listeners don't even know what you're talking about. No, it's really good. What is it? The book. That's what I'm saying. People don't even know what that is. <laughs> the tug book. It's a book that... <laughs> what is it? Now they're Blake, re- since you've read it. I so know. Long. And now when I say it out loud, they're really going to think I'm an awful person. <laughs> it's say a it book. out loud. What is it? <laughs> it's a book that Joey co-authored with Scott Dawson that is a... That What's is, it about? It's a devotional book. About? About... I don't, I mean, tug. 
tug. <laughs> About how God yeah. tugs on your life. Yeah. And it, yeah. And there that tug is is uh it's about following God's will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I read through it like when the when I first came to High Point, like yeah. twelve years ago. So. It's all about spiritual growth and furniture levelization. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I mess with you. We <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, I have something a little more interesting than tug books, okay? Mm. Say what? All right. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Why not? Should I play the whole thing? No. Let's get this. <laughs> Y'all ready? Yes. All we want for Christmas is spam figgy pudding. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. What do you got to say to that? Mm-mm. I'm not talking about spam flavored figgy pudding. I'm talking about figgy pudding flavored spam. Okay. First of all, before we me? even get into spam, you don't believe me? Not. Like, I'm like serious. Sure. All right. First off, let me just show you the picture of the product. Turning my laptop around so I can see it. Spam has created a figgy pudding flavored special Christmas season figgy pudding flavored spam. What do you guys say? <laughs> okay, first of all, have you ever had figgy pudding? Do you know what that is? I know what it is. I don't know that I've ever had it. Have you? Have you had it? Not to my knowledge. Have you had it? All right, y'all. First off, y'all know what do you what, you know you know what figgy pudding is? No, you that's don't? what I'm I'm asking. Do you know what figgy pudding is? I do know what figgy pudding is. Um, what is it made of? It is Figs. well. I pulled actually. Nowadays, it's it does not have figs in it. <laughs> if somebody makes figgy pudding, it's processed. Uh, let's see. It is. I'll show you a picture of it. What? Let's see. What Christmas is it in the not before Christmas? What about the story about figgy pudding? No, it's, why, it, why is that tied to it's Christmas? It's in a song. It's in a song. Bring us some figgy pudding. So bring, bring us, us some figgy pudding. So bring us some figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. Something right pudding flavored spam. So in a can. Have you figgy, ever seen that song and just went, what? man? I, yes. Well, that, and that's why I looked it up. I've looked it up before okay. because of that song. Okay. But figgy pudding, first off, is not a pudding. Generally speaking, it's not a pudding type consistency. It's more of a bread. It's more bready in nature. But it has like a so little bit of... So it's like bread of, pudding kind of thing? It just, it doesn't have a puddingness to it at all. It's more, it's like bread, but has a, a smidge of like gelatinous to it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. But mm-hmm. it's but it's mostly bread. And, and figgy pudding, uh, generally, it's... Uh, Traditionally, fig and orange flavors, but it doesn't have. But the more modern recipes don't even include fig, but it's like an orange with cinnamon cloves, nutmeg, ginger. It's like a Christmas spice Mm -hmm. type of cake that's super moist. Okay, so that's why they call that's what. But and it's called figgy pudding. But it's (laughs) so that's what. All right, let me just read you this: as Thanksgiving and Christmas season returns to something like normalcy, perhaps it's time for new traditions. The mad scientist and luncheon meat packager Hormel <laughs> have a new idea. Spam lab coats. Figgy pudding. Uh, anyway, so uh, it just kind of goes on and on and on. Let's see. You say this perversion of figgy pudding. Uh, let's look a little more closely at that. It's a Brit- British holiday tradition. Figgy pudding is a dense steam cake, not American style f- figgy pudding. It, yeah, we don't want it then. Yeah, no, keep it there. Um, it has, you know, figgy pudding. They say has like raisins, currants. Cur- cur- is that how you say it? Current currants. C u r r a n t s. Sure. Um, and then. And brandy. That's good. It. So that's what Vicky putting it. Anyway. Okay. So here's my question Have you ever been in Walmart and saw figgy pudding? No. I don't know. Maybe. There, 
but there is a um the this you me tell you what's crazy about this is so that what does a pack of spam go for? Do y'all know? Like what is about three eighty nine? No, I bet it's I think it's higher. A regular pack of spam, uh a classic twelve ounce pack of spam goes for three fifty eight a can. Oh nice. nice. So I know that's higher because I did read where spam was higher Mm. because of inflation. (laughs) Price of spam going way up. (laughs) I mean, time to get a new president. (laughs) So what did I say? Three fifty-eight. Is that what I said? Fifty-nine. Is that what I said? I don't know. I can't remember what I said. Yeah, it's pretty close. Three fifty-eight. So, and you could get like a dual pack for like six ninety-nine. Okay. Like two packs, so you save a few cents. Do you guys eat spam? No. Well, so they release. No, I don't. Okay. I, my brother does. He makes spam sandwiches. What? Where they would cut? You know, that's big in Hawaii, where they fry oh, yeah, fried yeah. spam sandwiches. Right. Yeah. Where they slice spam and they'll put it on. Yeah. With like sometimes they'll put pineapple on there with it and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that. My brother likes fried spam sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like spam. Mm-hmm. It's just too much for me. Um, now, if I smell somebody cooking it, I'm like, oh, kind of smells good. And then mm-hmm. I won't literally like the ever so slightest bite. But when I take a bite, like a big bite, it's like it's too much. Yeah. It's too much, you know, because it's got, um, you know, it's basically like just salt, salty, salty water and, you know, pork, like jello almost but right well right. spam the ingredients are pork sugar water salt potato starch and of course a good helping of sodium nitrate <laughs> it's <laughs> preservative so anyway but that so they launched this as like a seasonal thing i guess to compete with starbucks pumpkin spice latte they launched the figgy pudding everybody's share that market right <laughs> everybody's gonna want a figgy figgy pudding spam sandwich to oh, go yeah. along with their pumpkin spice latte okay but that was anyway they launched it and they were selling a, a dual pack for 9.99 so well, it's a little bit more expensive you can get this R- right now you can't buy it Okay, now here's the deal. You can't buy it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say there is a run on figgy pudding spam. Yep. And <laughs> like my, here, okay, so I only have one reaction to this. I found a, the nine ninety nine dual pack right now. I found some on eBay for forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was that? How many people do you think? Are buying it just to have it, but they'll never it's open like it. Collectible. They'll never eat it. Right. It's like collectible. They're Shoot, like, if I, I see something, I'm gonna get on that train too. I think surely that I know that's why people are doing it. They're, okay, because everybody hears it, and when you hear it, it's like that's a terrible idea. Yes, and it'll never happen again. Okay, I think that's exactly. It's got to be. It's got to be that because here's the thing. Here's my reaction. My reaction is this: when there are fusions in the food world. It's normally two things that are s- separately standalone are like what everybody wants. They're in high demand. Okay. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, here's coffee, here's chocolate. Let's put these two together, have, you know, a white chocolate mocha or something like that, you know. And so it's like it's these two staple things. You bring them together and people are like, hmm, I bet that's that fusion's good. Like Mexican pizza. Mexican pizza. Howley. <laughs> And, and I'm just saying, like, figgy pudding and spam, even standalone, aren't great. Are still <laughs> the bottom of the garbage can. <laughs> I, mean, that's I, I would like to hear your. I'd like to hear Tyson Hills. Um, I'd like to get him to review this because he's a such a Vienna sausage fan. <laughs> he is a huge Vienna. It's Vienna, by the Vienna. way. Vienna. Don't say Vienna. <laughs> Vienna. Vienna sausage. Yeah, oh, he yeah. is a huge Vienna sausage fan. He will not drink the juice, but he will most definitely tear into some. I say Vienna because my granddad always said that. When we, go, when we would go fishing and camp out on the river, yeah. be like, Papa, don't we need to get some groceries? Oh, I got a bunch of can of Vienna's. Let's Vienna's. Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way Brownie's dad was. We got we got crackers and potted meat. Let's go. <laughs> you ever had potted meat? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah. 
Yeah. I can understand like a fusion of figgy pudding and Vienna sausages, you know, maybe. Because Vienna sausages are even, I mean, figgy pudding and spam is not much better. What's Tyson's favorite flavor of Vienna sausages? Just, uh, just regular. Traditional. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if anybody sees any figgy pudding flavored spam, grab some because it, it it looks Apparently like... Apparently, they're going to be collectibles. They're going to be a collector's item. Yeah. And, and the shelf life of that stuff is unreal. <laughs> yeah. I figured you'd be all about spam <laughs> since you're, you know, a doomsday prepper and apocalypse guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Freeze-dried food's where it's at. What, what is the... What, oh, okay, my bad. What is the shelf life of spam? It, I, I'm willing to bet it's at least upwards. It's it's a it's got to be at least five years. At oh, I least. bet it's way longer than that. Well, and you would think a lot of here's what I've noticed: a lot of things that normally have a really long shelf life here lately have not had as long of a shelf life as they would have normally. Mm. Have you heard about the uh, people getting sick eating the MREs? No, I've, I've read that. Mm. Okay. What's really? the shelf life? What 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 was your guess? It's going to be around five years. What would you say? Twenty five years or more. Twenty five years. Yeah. Okay. the The best buy day. <laughs> See that does not count. You can't go off of that. The best buy date of spam, <laughs> which I'm like, when is that? <laughs> day one <laughs> yeah we didn't, we didn't have it when it was best uh the best buy date of spam is approximately three years after the date of manufacturing however that as long as the can is not damaged and the seal is not broken uh you can eat spam anywhere from two to three years past the best buy date so they're saying a maximum of about six years yeah huh so I guess Matt's right with his freeze-dried food. Yeah. If you want, like, Still long-term, though. like, long-term, like, may use it in five years, maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years, freeze-dried's where it's at. By the way, this is what this is what figgy pudding looks like. So bring us some figgy um, pudding. It really just I'm not going to tell the listeners what that looks like. It just lo- it looks like a fruit, cra- fruit cake no, or something. No, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a fruit cake. Mm-mm. It looks yeah. gross. Mm-hmm. It looks well, like a fruit cake whew. in the shape. Now the of reason it. I thought it was longer on the spam is because everything you read now, especially on fitness and stuff, it, you know, they're always talking about the processed foods and and how they're putting stuff in processed foods to make them last longer. And mm-hmm. they were talking about, you know, things that are canned in juices. Those juices mm-hmm. um, can hold things, I've, uh, you know, up to 10, 15, 20 years. Sodium nitrate. It's a preservative. Mm-hmm. That's why it's there. All I'm right. shocked. I'm shocked. I thought spam would we last get, a lot longer. We now. better get to the message. Let's get to <laughs> the message. Yeah. So this is a, this Sunday, uh, the 11th, or this past Sunday, the 11th, was our second part and the last part of our Christmas Sunday series. Mm-hmm. And this time, uh, first part, you did a lot of historical background on Christmas. And then this partic- this part, you went into uh, not just why we celebrate Christmas, but how we celebrate Christmas in terms of, I guess, people's motivations and stuff behind it. Um, I'm just going to kind of start reading through my notes. You just stop me. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, not just why we celebrate Christmas, but how we celebrate Christmas. And Christmas has always been a chance for Christians, for believers to celebrate differently than the world around them. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of made a proclamation there towards the very beginning of the message where you said, I've given up on making Christmas better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want me to elaborate on that? Sure. If you want to. Sure. Um, Yeah, I think think for me personally, what journey I have been on, and I made this clear that God is a great teacher. He's a masterful teacher. I'm just a bad student. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when I say God has been teaching me something, you need to understand (laughs) that means he and I have been arguing about it, you know. But one of the things he's been teaching me about is that I have, I am always looking, I'm always looking for an upgrade. You know what I'm saying? I'm always looking to make things better in my life. And while in in itself, it doesn't sound like a bad, that's not really a bad thing, 
but it can be when you consider the alternative of what God really intends for us in our life. And cause, cause that's, that's one thing about Christ. Christ never, Christ never looked this was a quote that I, I I've never been able to get over. Um, I don't even know. I think the uh, author is unknown, but it said Christ never sought an upgrade for himself. He always um, was looking to make others lives better. Mm-hmm. And so, so, I've never really been able to kind of get over that because I'm all the time trying to upgrade myself. And so trying to do things better, be better, want better for, for my family and whatever. Um, a lot of times that, that runs perpendicular to what God really wants me to do. And that is he, instead of trying to make things better, um, I think it's more biblical to really seek to make things richer. Yeah. And, and so that's, and I think the connection there, the correlation was, um, you know, when you're trying to make things better, it means you're always focused on what you don't have. And when you're trying to make things richer, you're focused on what you already have. Yeah. That was a lot of the rest of my notes. Um, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. You got, but from there we went into the passage, which was second Corinthians Mm four, uh, 13 through 18, which is essentially pointing to that, um, and talking, specifically about the the one line that I liked there that coming out of that that you said was perfect uh, perfect has came and gone but perfect is coming again yes. in terms of us focusing on perfect it's like okay if we want to focus on perfect let's talk about what perfect really is right right pointing, right. pointing to Christ and um also like when you said our our longing for perfect in regards to Christmas is essentially mm. homesickness yes and so I felt like that was um, really strong. So instead of us m- focusing on trying to make things perfect or make things better, what we should really be doing, and like what you just said, is focusing on making things richer. Yeah. And then that kind of led to really, I guess, your three points of how do we make things richer, be still, drink in the moment, and don't miss the forest through the trees or because of the trees. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really a, it was really just a call to – to be still and know that he is God. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, we get caught up in trying to, you know, making things better always costs mo- more money, mm-hmm. but making things richer does not. Right. And, and so, you know, so I, you know, I think, and I think I made the, I use the example of my own children, you know, mm-hmm. and, and young couples that are childless or whatever. And you've been around couples where they're trying to have children and they can't get pregnant and they're on fertility pills and you name it. It's like, mm-hmm. and then they finally get to the point where they're like, okay, all right, well, we're going to adopt. And then they adopt a kid. And then as soon as they adopt a kid and it's final, they start, they have five kids after that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, but what's interesting is you go through that process of a young couple and they're just, they're just literally convinced that having kids are, is going to make their marriage better, going to make their life better and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just told everybody, I was like, you know, if you were to ask me, did my kids make my life better? Uh, it's a million times. No, mm. uh, <laughs> that the quality of life went drastically down. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, <laughs> it, it tanked. And I mean, would you have, would you have things, when you have different odors in your house and in your car and you're like, okay, that's not the dog. You know, that's the, that's another human, uh, you know, but, but, but my point was, was my kids have not made my life better yeah. as far as quality of life or anything like that, but they have made my life richer. I couldn't imagine a life without them. They have brought something that is beyond me and beyond them, you know? So there's really no words for it. And every parent knows what I'm talking about. Um, and the cool thing about that is the when you get down to the essence of it, what you really love about your kids is something that you never really paid money for. Like it's mm-hmm. not something you can buy. It's it's too priceless. And I just feel like that is a good connection to what Christmas is all about. Is it's not about spending more money. Okay, it's about finally locking in on that that priceless value that comes to us in Christ and saying, oh my goodness, you know, that that's what we need to be joyful about. That's what we need to be celebrating Christmas about. Yeah. That's why we sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, mm-hmm. because of Jesus, Yeah, not because 
things have gotten upgrades right. or upgraded in our life. So, yeah, that was um that that sentiment is kind of what you carried through for quite a while and talking about rich, richness and what what richness means. And there's a, a you know verse from John and then, and you kind of brought it to a head with the illustration about Moldova. Yeah, um, that ties into exactly what you just said about you know the the country is uh you know one of the poorest com- countries on earth but definitely mm-hmm. poorest country in Europe. in Europe and and but you talked about how they have the richest soil mm-hmm. and how they you know produce a real bount- real bountiful crop yeah. and uh <laughs> sorry i got to go. i was reminded of uh <laughs> uh something my wife's granddad always says about that but there was a uh, but you the the line was, you know, because they have such, they produce such good, you know, um, crops and, you know, exports is, uh, you can have, you know, s- something so rich and so valuable come from somewhere so poor. And mm. the illustration being, you know, you can have the poorest house, but produce the richest crops in terms of your, yeah. fa- your family. Yeah. Cause I think that's ultimately when you, when you think of the manger and you think of Jesus having no room in the inn and where he was born and then thinking about his life, you know, growing up as a, you know, the son of a carpenter, you know, I mean, I think it's real important to, you know, that Jesus, the crib that Jesus was born into was not, was never going to make it to MTV cribs. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's, it, it wasn't something special. Um, and so, yeah, the, the exact quote was you can have the poorest house in the community yet produce the richest kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not, it's not about money. It's not about having an LL being Christmas or anything like that. It's really, it's really about your home being a place of rich soil where people, your kids and your great, your grandkids and your great grandkids, they can all grow. Um, When they come to your house, they're growing in Christ. They're, they're being planted. The seeds are being planted. And, um, and so, so I, I could have really went off on the whole, parable of parable of the soils but i i resisted that and yeah. uh but ultimately want everybody to just know that you know as your kids get older and they move out and empty nesters know this very well um there's something powerful about it when your home is the richest soil in the community um there's something about how that's equatable to a warm fire, keeping those home fires burning because when the, your kids go off into the world and they get into a, and they realize how cold the world really is, it's going to mean a lot to them because there's going to come a day when they're going, they're going to get hammered by their boss or hammered by a professor, or they're going to get betrayed by so many people in their life. And they're, and they're going to have this thought, I can go home. Yeah, I can go home and find love. I can go home and find grace, forgiveness. I can go home and find Christ mm-hmm. because Christ is still reigning there. Man, there's like an old Chris Rice song about that. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, the cartoon song. <laughs> That's the only Chris Rice song you can think of. That's the it? only one I, he's known for in my book. Well, <laughs> I can't think of it. I can think. I can hear the chorus in my head, but I can't think of the name of the song, or I'd read the lyrics. Mm. It's really good. But that's a good segue to worship, though. But no, how did how did you get from there to the peppermint? I remember because oh yeah 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 because yeah. that's so, what you finished with was you talked about yeah. Peppermint. So so a lot of people when you start talking about that, you get you, you know people you can kind of see their heads nodding like they're getting fired up like yeah i want that i want my house to keep the home fires burning i want my kids to my grandkids to come back and and go you know papa and nanny taught me about g you know they want that right but the reality is for that to be a true statement of you it's going to come a great sacrifice because there's going to have to be a lot of love given, a lot of grace, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of mercy. You know, you're going to have to love your enemies. You know, you're going to you're going to have to be Christ-like, and what and that comes with a cost when it comes in in, in a pagan society. Because the more you're like Christ, the more they hate you, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, um, you take it. You, you're very vulnerable on the exterior. Um, but every, what happened was, was that when everybody came in, uh, they got a, a piece of peppermint mm-hmm. that was, uh, the soft peppermint, you know, you can put it in your mouth and kind of melts, mm-hmm. um, pretty instantly. But this particular peppermint was interesting because inside of it, there was a piece of the actual hard candy cane. 
So like once you got to the inside, you had to like bite down on it because it was extremely solid. And so that was my point was that, you know, um, you know, even though you're going to be, you know, you know, uh, ostracized or ridiculed for being Christ-like, um, there's one thing that you should never do, and that is mistake uh, what Christ has called you to be as softness. Mm-hmm. Like, even though the outside of the peppermint was soft, uh, and, you know, the any pagan or any other Christian, and I, I use myself as an example, I was like, don't take my kindness, my f- forgiveness, and my generosity, and all those things, don't mistake that for weakness. Mm-hmm. Because once you peel all the soft away on the inside, there is something solid there. Mm-hmm. And I was coming out of, I believe it's uh, verse 16 right there, right. in, in uh, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, where he was like, outside we're being wasted away mm-hmm. but inwardly we're being renewed day by day and so that so that was a connection back to God's word being that solid truth like look I'll forgive you but I'm not I'm not going to act like the truth's not the truth right. I'll love you but I'm not going to act like the bible doesn't say what it doesn't say I will accept you I will I will be generous to you but don't mistake that for weakness don't think that I'm going to turn my back on what God's word says just because I'm loving my enemies, you know, yeah. like. So spiritually speaking, I may appear soft on the outside, but deep down I'm rock solid. Rock solid. Mm-hmm. I'm standing I, on the rock. I like to think of my physique that way. Do you? Now? I may appear soft on the outside, but deep down so I'm ripped like a Just beyond those frosted flake <laughs> underwear is six-pack abs. Just underneath this soft exterior, <laughs> I am ripped like a tater chip. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting to I say did, that. I did find the uh, I did find the name of that song that I was thinking of when you're talking about the, keeping the home fires burning. Sorry yeah. to jump backwards, but um, it was it's called "Home Tonight" by Chris Rice. I used to like I love that song, but the I'll read you the first verse in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I won't I won't give you the whole thing, but you can look it up if you want to. "Home Tonight" is the name of the song by Chris Rice, but. Um, but the first verse says, I've come to my senses. It's like a really soft, like piano ballad type song. Yeah. But it's, I've come to my senses. How did I get so far from home? The lies dissipating, revealing I'm so alone. Mm. But I remember now how strong love can be. And I wonder how did I ever leave? Mm. That's the first verse. Mm. And then the chorus goes like this. So burn your fire on the altar. Leave a candle on the porch. I'm still too far away to see it, but I'm aching for its warmth. And I'm so tired and cold and dark and lonesome, but I hear your song inside. So sing it louder if you want me home tonight. Sing it loud now if you want me home tonight. Man. That's solid, ain't it? Matt, you He's and I need gr- to do better. <laughs> <laughs> you could have sang that one Sunday. He was a great he's a great songwriter. He really was. Yeah. He anyway. really was. So speaking of music. Sick. Which we- was still, by the way, awesome. Even though we didn't yeah. do that song. <laughs> it was still awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we uh <clears throat> we did some more Christmas stuff. Um Joy to the World and we did the Chris Tomlin version. So last week we did the Jeremy Riddle version. This week we did the Chris Tomlin version. It's got that joy, unspeakable joy and overflowing will, no tongue can tell. Um really catchy. I like it a lot. And then um we did the Jeremy Riddle version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, mm. um, which is really cool. I actually had somebody come up to me after service and was like, awesome song choices today. And I was like, where are you every Sunday? <laughs> but <laughs> um, but they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so and that one's fun, too. It's kind of it's kind of weird you, we sing it a little bit slower and it's got like a lot of drum stuff going on in it it's it's a lot of fun and then we did um king of kings hands down like one of my favorite all-time favorite worship songs ever um not really a christmas song but it's good at christmas yeah um in the darkness we were waiting without hope without light till from heaven you came running um and then, and I had to sing that. Uh, Holly Holly was sick this week, so she did not have her voice back. So I had to sing all of the female, normally female led songs. So <laughs> King of Kings. And then after the message, we did another non Christmas but good at Christmas song. Uh, what a beautiful name! You were awesome. the you were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. So yeah, it was good. That's awesome. All right. 
So today is the 12th. Uh, this Wednesday night, let's talk about what we've got coming up. This Wednesday night, we have um, no adult Bible study, but students are having their Christmas party. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. What do y'all got planned for your Christmas party? Um, there's some surprises planned, as always. <laughs> You just wanted you just wanted to hit the button. That was a surprise air horn. We've always got surprises planned. Surprises, um, but wear 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 your um, ugly Christmas sweater. We're gonna give a prize out to the best ugly Christmas sweater. I know it's probably gonna be sixty five degrees. We'll have it cool in the gym. Um, and then we're gonna there'll be food, games, prizes, dirty Santa, five to ten dollar gift wrapped for dirty Santa. Don't put your name on it. Um, we, we've had some people do that before. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I want people to know. Yeah. I this. Um, but what's your rule? Like, if you want to play Dirty Santa, you got to bring a gift. Is that how? Yeah. It goes? Well, and we'll have a couple of extras just in case, like somebody forgot or mm-hmm. you know shows up without one, just didn't know to bring one. We'll have extras. But, <laughs> but if like thirty of y'all show up that way, it's yeah. not going to work. We're out. only going to have like four or five extras. So. <laughs> um, By the way, you know how. You know our ladies, our women's ministry, they do, they play Dirty Santa too with towels. Yeah. yeah. But they don't call it Dirty Santa. They call it towels, Christmas towel swap. Okay. Well, and I'm like, but also they do that that thing where they like randomly pick a number and stuff like that. That's weird to me. I know. That, you know, I'm, I'm a stickler about rules in Dirty Santa. Yes. Like I'm, I I cannot participate in Dirty Santa unless everyone is crystal clear on the rules. (laughs) Yeah. And and you cannot number one has to go last, and when number one makes their choice, the game has to be over. Otherwise, yes. it's going to descend It'll into never, it's going to descend it, into chaos, yep. it, yeah. ab- absolute chaos. And that doesn't make it more fun. No, that doesn't make it more fun. No. That causes, you know, uh, what do you what do you call it? That causes uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tension. No, not no. The like the legal term. What do you call it? Like when families get in fights. <laughs> Feud, like <laughs> no a home What's disturbance. The, yeah, what am I? What am I? What do you? Anyway, whatever. Quarrel. No. Anyway, <laughs> domestic disputes. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> I'm about to say somebody's yelling at their radio because hey, we're idiots. That, I, that causes the domestic disputes. So my, so my family plays Dirty Santa every year. You and mean White Elephant? Yes. Okay. Um, oh. And uh, literally every year, we I have one of my older cousins. He says the same thing right before the game starts every year. He was like, I love y'all, but at this moment, we are no longer family until this game's over. <laughs> and then you we just start. cannot do that. <laughs> I've told y'all about uh, when Cass- one side of Cassidy's family decided to play this game once. Did I, did I tell y'all this? I don't know. Where So that they, they do it, they decided to do it one year with, <clears throat> and what they had communicated to everyone was bring something from home that you'd. <laughs> That you don't want, that you don't want, essentially, or that you've just had sitting around, or that you would just like to gift to someone. Mm. And so, for that reason, like the, you know, Cass and I were like newlyweds. I mean, we don't have a lot of stuff that we don't use, you know? So it's like all the (laughs) other older folks in her family have these, you know, houses full of stuff. So they'll bring something like really nice off their wall or something like that and wrap it up. (laughs) But a lot of it was like, okay, I'm getting this. Because you didn't want it, and guess what? I don't want it either. <laughs> but, but one relative did not get the message and said, "You only have to buy one gift this Christmas, so you can, or you only have to do one gift." That's what he heard was, yeah. "You only have to buy one gift." This, so let me rewind how many years ago this was. This was the year that Blu-ray DVD players first came oh, out. Oh no. Oh no! And he went and bought like a like a two hundred dollar Blu-ray DVD Mm-mm. player Mm-mm. and wrapped it up. And everybody else is opening <laughs> like straight junk out of people's garage <laughs> and all this. And then all of a sudden, oh, someone opens up a brand new DVD player, and he wouldn't admit for the longest that he was the one that brought it. <laughs> but this brand new DVD player gets opened up. This Blu-ray that nobody's even seen one in person, more or less, own one. Mm. And you want to talk about a game being <laughs> serious yeah. in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, did, could it get where y'all play in the freeze and all that on? Oh, on yeah, we were, yeah. We were playing all that, but immediately, like, couple, because everybody's laughing and having fun, and all of a sudden, like, couples disperse around the room. Yes. 
like how we got how done, we're gonna get it how we're gonna get it like yep. how it got done last night how people was like yeah. you steal this then i'll steal that and uh-huh. i'll freeze it and uh-huh. about that. but at the end of the day everybody knew whoever's got number one is get walking away walking with that. away with that dvd yeah. play <laughs> so Believe That's it or not, cold, it got it got ugly because then they start arguing. Once it freezes, <laughs> number one shouldn't be able to get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe it or not, I had never played the number one rule until staff Christmas parties. Really? Um, the way it's been at my family is you want to be somewhere in the middle, mm. number wise. Why? And get this, it they don't play it by the second or third steal. They play it by the you once you have it the third time. So you want to talk about gifts getting passed around <laughs> once you have it the third time. So like you, I open a gift that I like, it gets stolen from me. I've had it once. I have to get it back in my possession two more times before so it's frozen. So in the fourth hands. No. No. He's saying it has to come back to him. To me, a third time like once you I'm have, holding it. You have to hold oh. it for a third time. Dude, our game. No, that's, our, uh-uh. That's, that's, it, that's, you want to talk about games going a long time? No, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's too that's much. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So, but... I do have a short, funny story. Uh, we did something like that a couple of years ago at Cherish's side of the family. We did a, uh, like everybody buys like, okay, here's your person that you're going to buy for this year, whatever. And then we did Dirty Santa with bring something from home you don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like going through opening gifts and stuff. And um, somebody opens this this brain teaser game where like it's like two pieces. You have to figure out how to get them apart. And that somebody's like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Like, I could, you know, whoever opened it liked that kind of thing. And Gray, uh, Stanton and Chelsea's smallest kid at the time, who was like three years old, he was like, hey, I have that same thing, that same thing. And Stanton's like, not, <laughs> Stanton's like, not anymore, you don't. <laughs> He's like, crazy, you didn't play with it. Now yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, you buddy. Want it? yeah, you sure do. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome so good (laughs) all right well so wednesday night uh uh, student christmas party kids are doing play rehearsal no adult bible study uh project 28 you guys are having graduation graduation yes and then and then sunday this coming sunday on the 18th one service 10 a.m 10 a.m. is kids' Christmas play. Yes. And so come out, support come early the kids. If you want a good seat. Yeah, it's going to be packed in there. So, Standing uh, room only. Yeah, for sure. So uh, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, and then on Christmas morning, 10 a.m., and then on New Year's Day morning, 10 a.m. Yep. So the next three next three Sundays in a row, one service, 10 a.m. Anything else? That's it. That's it. Merry right. Christmas, y'all. See ya. Sandy Grevy.